Welcome to The Exchange. I'm your host, Dr. Lorraine. Hello, everybody. I am so thrilled to be introducing my guest today. This is Colin Cressman, and he is a church planter and professor at Urshan College. And we are going to be talking today about the importance of the Sabbath. And this is just a wonderful topic that I know that you all will be blessed for with. So without further ado, I wanted to introduce Colin. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, The Exchange Today. Welcome. It is good to be here, and thank you for the invitation. Um, I enjoy the topic. Uh, really, any kind of excuse to elaborate on uh, a small point here and there mm-hmm. is what I really enjoy uh, being a teacher, so I'm really glad to be here. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you're from, and so the listeners know if they're not familiar with you, where you're from and what you do, and and kind of a little bit more of what your role is at Urshan. I uh, was born and raised in Dallas, Texas, and I uh, moved out of Texas going to Bible college. And then uh, while I was there in Bible college, I was uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do next in ministry. So I I knew that I wanted to go into higher education, but I thought it was going to be more of a secondary type thing. And then the Lord opened up doors uh, one by one and shut some other doors. And, uh, I ended up being full-time in education. And so I, I got my master's degree from Urshan graduate school of theology. And I am now, uh, finishing my coursework in my PhD program. And so, uh, that's where I'm, I'm at right now. I attend school in, uh, Springfield, Missouri in my PhD. And, uh, I am married for seven years now, and uh, we have had our first uh, child, one of probably at least seven. Uh, <laughs> she's a, a really good baby, so you know, might as well make plans for lots of them if, if they're that good. So uh, she is 10 months old, mm-hmm. our, our daughter, Eden. And so uh, we are on cloud nine, a wonderful time of life. And we also just uh, this past um, November, we had, we had a, an official launch in January, but in November we had a soft launch where we uh, started our uh, church. We um, are planting a church here in Winsville, Missouri. And so we're very excited about that uh, next chapter of our life. So I did end up, although it was not the direction I thought it was going to be, I did end up being in uh, both the education scene and the uh, the practical uh, ministry scene. So that was what I had thought early on in life, uh, mm-hmm. but I did not think it was going to go the way that it did. Uh, and so I, I do teach full-time at Urshan College and I teach in um, any any Bible classes and uh, theology courses and practical theology. So uh, I've, I've basically the, the young professor that they uh give all of the the 18 year olds too so <laughs> uh, have to run around and entertain 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, that sounds like a cool job to me. Um, and I just want to mention that uh, when I got to UGST in 2017, in January, you were on your, that was your last semester. So we were kind of, you were graduating in May of 2017, and I had just started Urshan Graduate School in 2017. So kind of our academic kind of boats kind of crossed in that section. But of course, I stayed on campus for a little bit of two and a half years while I was there. So and I've seen pictures of Eden in my word. Yes, I agree. You know, make make more seven more babies <laughs> look like Eden. She is beautiful. And the last time I saw Lindsay was when she was still pregnant. She was still rocking that little beautiful baby bunt. So that's exciting. And you guys have so many wonderful things going on and with the baby and with the church launch. And so you guys are have a lot going on. So very busy people doing a wonderful work for God, for the Lord there in Winsville. Um, so I wanted to just go ahead and start off. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today is because you have the your own podcast, Breaking Theology. And um, I have listened to that several times. And just recently, you started again, started working on Genesis 1, explaining and breaking down. And that was kind of like your your um, purpose is to break that down, help people to understand, um, you know, the theological stuff. And I know that in your podcast, it says that theology shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be something hard to understand. But one of the things that you mentioned in your Genesis 1, the very first that podcast that you did, I know you've done some on James and other things, but you mentioned something that really just caught my attention. And one of the things that you talked about is in creation about the Sabbath. And I wanted to talk about the importance of the Sabbath, but you addressed that um, the subject that you know, God created the Sabbath. And so I, and there was a certain purpose of why he created it and about it being submission. So I just wanted to start off and ask um, in your breaking theology, or I just wanted you to explain, like expound on why God created the Sabbath. And it may be something that we kind of think, well, you know, for rest, but what is really the, you know, underlining theme, the big thing, the big picture of why God created the Sabbath in Genesis one. Well, um, the, the origin of my thought is, uh, comes from, uh, a, a new Testament application. So if you're thinking of, of how Christians lived and I I'll get back around to that in a little bit, but thinking of how Christians lived, um, an impossible kind of life, we'll put it that way. And then there's also a lot of influence in our culture society today of, existentialism and uh, i'll elaborate on that a little bit also um and then a jewish thinker uh by the name of abraham joshua heschel he's a incredible writer um great uh thinker uh in our 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 generation our time and uh some some influence from him thinking about these things and then thinking about what is the purpose of a day what's what, what does it matter to God uh, that that he creates a day? And more importantly, not just creates a day, but he actually sets it aside. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's the first thing in scripture that is called holy. Mm -hmm. So uh, when, you, when you're reading through scripture, you know, we hear about God being holy. We hear about these different kinds of things being uh, set apart, sacred, you know, separate, those kinds of things. But the Sabbath day is the first thing in scripture that is, is holy. Mm -hmm. 
So what's, what's the reason for that? What's so special about this day? And, and that's the, the big question is what do we do with that day? How do we live with that? How do we apply that? And so my, my quick answer uh, is that the, the purpose of the Sabbath is a, a gift to, to humans, to kind of a, a, it's a compass. The purpose of the Sabbath is, is a regular um, uh, way to gauge your submission to the Lord. And that is because it is, is locked within time. So I've said it in a simple way, but there's a whole lot uh, packed into that. So uh, I'll, I'll kind of give you a, a few things leading up uh, to that of kind of the, the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. I gave is uh, whenever you live or, or you think of, of living in the first century world, the, the church, Jesus has, has rose from the dead, the spirit is poured out and the church is just spreading all over the place. And it's a, a crazy thing when you look at that compared to us today mm-hmm. of, of how much uh, willingness Christians had to be persecuted to. And of course, what I say us, I mean, in Western society. Mm-hmm. People around the world, they do suffer persecution. How do you, right. how do you have that that uh, ability to to live that kind of life? And it really is uh, that that Christian life, that first century world is is it pushes against the very common existentialist uh, belief in in our world today. And so, right. existentialism is a a big uh, philosophical category. So I want to, I want to boil that down. And basically you have, um, a guy by the name of Heidegger, who some would consider the, the father of existentialism. Mm-hmm. And his big point is that you receive your purpose. You receive your, your being, your sense of being, um, by your, your end date. So it's that you exist because you, are your your existence Ex- existentialism is that you you function uh you gain purpose by living towards your death day okay. everybody has mm-hmm. an end right and that end puts pressure on your your moment right now mm-hmm. so i'm 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 pressured to do things because i'm going to die one day the reason i say this runs counter to the christian walk is because it's it's completely confined into temporality Right. And so the reason for the success of the Christian is that they live outside of time. They live outside of uh, a temporal setting. That is a gift from God. Because we live for eternity because we're living yeah. for eternity. Mm-hmm. So if you if you threaten me, if, if you threaten me that you're going to kill me, uh, you're not really threatening me. Right. You know, that's where Paul says, you know. To die is gain. <laughs> you're you're just going to help me out if if you're going to take my life here. So a Christian doesn't actually get their sense of purpose from their death day. Mm-hmm. Their death is actually a a a gift, a rebirth, so to speak. Is af- after I die, there's a whole eternity on the other side of that. Right. So mm-hmm. what actually matters in my day to day is that I live pleasing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So our sense of time is very different. Now, the 
the other thing that when you're thinking specifically about time and you're thinking about the Sabbath day, this is something within Christianity that, that I've always had a problem with. So this is where <laughs> if, if it was in my podcast, I might would be a little bit more snarky, but I'm, uh, I don't want to offend your audience. But uh, the reason that I, I uh, call my podcast what it is, is because I want to occasionally to be able to, to poke at our, our traditions at times. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have weird ways of discussing things in the old Testament, uh, you know, uh, old Testament laws and, and, uh, old Testament practices, rituals and, and ceremony and things like that. And, and a lot of times we think, well, well, that was just the old Testament. So we're dismissed from that. We, we don't need to worry about it. Right. And I think that there should be a more uh, holistic approach to scripture. We should think of how we include the old Testament, um, in our, our daily practice, our daily lives. There are things that Jesus fulfilled, but we do need to be thinking, okay, if it's in scripture, it's important for us to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. And it's and, like the whole continuum is like, the, I'm sorry, the new Testament, old Testament is just a continue new Testament continuation of old Testament. Yeah. So yeah, I, we have to yeah. find it all it, together. Yeah. You have to, you have to have those things in mind or you don't understand the the application you won't understand the fulfillment of christ mm-hmm. if you don't actually wrestle with the old testament right and you know so christians we have this weird way sometimes of dismissing a lot of old testament practices dismissing mm-hmm. old testament things but one of the things i've always found interesting is the sabbath day because in in almost every category the different ways that christian scholars will will separate uh, ceremonial laws from civic laws and different things that you have in the old Testament law. Um, we pretty much accept the 10 commandments mm-hmm. and the Sabbath day is in the 10 commandments. Right. But a lot of times we think of the Sabbath day as a, as a kind of cultural thing that was a, a Jewish practice um, that nowadays you, you have to be seventh day Adventist or, or, uh, or Jewish if you're going to hear about somebody practicing a, a Sabbath Shabbat. And mm-hmm. that's very interesting because it's part of the big 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're dealing with, with the 10 commandments from Moses. What's, you know, can we really just dismiss that? You know, right. it's said in the same passages as when it says that you, you should only have one God that you, you uh, shouldn't have, uh, idols that you you uh, shouldn't covet your your neighbor's house these you know the the very important ones that we all see the sabbath days in there it's just as important just as important as all the rest of the stuff it's, it's there we have we have to you can't dismiss it right I'm not saying i have the answer to it but it demands that we we wrestle with it in some mm-hmm. way there, there has to be something with it um and so one of the things uh, that this is a, a, a influence from Abraham Joshua Heschel is he's he talks about the the Sabbath day um, as as a sanctuary of time that there's mm-hmm. not a there's not a temple created in the creation of the world there's not a a uh, when when the Lord is making things and then even when you you go through the Torah there's not a there's not a, a, a interest of God, so to speak, to have a, a building. Uh, it's because his presence, as Heschel would say, his presence is in time. Mm-hmm. And 
that's very interesting because as humans, we are very uh, space oriented. We, we are bothered by time because time limits our ability to fill space. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we want to try to conquer. We want to try to fulfill that command that the Lord gave us to, to subdue the earth, to, to, to fill and conquer. And so we want to conquer the world. And that's our minds are, are working that way, but we can't control time. Right. We, that's we right. are able to control a lot of things. We, we are able to, to create as humans, we can make all kinds of things, but we can't make time. Mm-hmm. They have fantasy things for years and years of people writing sci-fi novels and stuff like that of time machine. The, the great <laughs> thing that everybody wants is, is, is to control time in some way. The Lord is the one who, who has control of time. And so all of that to say, to get to the, the point is as spatial beings, we we seek to conquer and we want to to exist within this world. But actually our 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 greatest sense of purpose and our our greatest uh, fulfillment in life is to be submitted to the thing that is beyond our existence. Mm-hmm. We have to be exi- uh, submitted to eternity. We have to mm-hmm. be submitted to God. So we have to be submitted to the thing that's outside of our hands. And so this is why you have the the good old statement that uh that um man was not created for the sabbath but sabbath for man man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is what is what is the gift there if the sabbath day was created for humans what gift is that and some people have have talked about it as as a day of rest that you have this this day to to recuperate to to rest to to uh, have a an ability to restore and I think there's an element of it there but it has to be nuanced and so I think that the Sabbath day is about submission mm-hmm. that the Lord who is the creator of all things he created everything in six days and then on the seventh day he rested so the reason that I don't work on the Sabbath day is not because I need rest, but because I must not compete with the creator of the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually a, an orientation of my heart. It's not that I would be doomed. It's not that the Lord uh, would condemn me, but it's actually a gift to me mm-hmm. because if I orient myself in submission to God, if I can find that rhythm of every week, I'm doing something, I'm limiting myself intentionally. I'm not taking advantage of the hours. I'm limiting myself on purpose in submission to God. Well, if I'm in submission to God, that's the fear of the Lord. Right. If I'm in submission to God, then that actually gives me security for everything else. If I am always in submission to God, I don't have to worry about conquering the hours. Mm-hmm. The hours will be conquered because of who I'm in submission to. So there is rest there. There is a sense of peace there. There's a sense of purpose there. But I have that that sense of rest because I'm secure. Mm-hmm. Is I intentionally make myself not work. I'm not going to create 
because I'm submitted to the one who can go beyond what I could make. Mm-hmm. And, you I'm sorry, oh. and you mentioned too, I'm sorry. I just, I love that statement because, and I just have jump here because I love that, you know, you're saying that we're not in competition with God because sometimes we think that we have to be superwoman or superman. Yeah. And we have this huge pressure that we feel like we have to do all of these things. But like, you're just saying, we have to submit to the Lord and, you know, and not create and intentionally, and it has to be an intentional rest because we are not in competition with God because we are, we are made in his likeness, but he is the only one who never slumbers or sleeps. He yeah. is the one who never needs rest. And and that's not who we are. And so that kind of brings in perspective of like we're human and our and understanding our human limitations yeah. and instead of you know continuing on. So I really, really I love that statement that that is submission to God. Purposeful. And being and, and being comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so as as you mentioned before and in, in the intro, I'm very busy at this phase of my life. Um, and the thing that, you know, for, for a personal example, the thing that keeps me grounded is that uh, it would be very overwhelming if I felt that I had to go, go, go all the time because I have to get these things done. You know, it, it's very easy to get stuck in the trap of, well, I've got to build a church and it's got to be, it has to be a hundred people in the first month. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got to, I got to push myself to do these things. Don't sleep. Don't, you know, just drive yourself crazy. Um, but if I can step outside of my culture, my, my very fast paced driven culture, I can step outside of that and realize, okay, hold on. If I can create a rhythm in my life that I'm in submission to God, isn't God the one that called me to pastor? Mm-hmm. Isn't God the one that called me uh, to do the education that I'm doing? Isn't God the one that told me to do these things? And so he will bring about the things that need to happen when they need to happen. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to start a church in a day. I need to build a church over time. And so if I'm submitted to time, I I don't fear it. I don't worry about uh, what kind of pastor I'll be in a year. I work very hard six days a week to be the pastor that the Lord has called me to be. But whenever I submit to him on a seventh day, I'm able to submit to him and say, I gave what I could for six days and I need you to make the difference. Mm-hmm. And that rhythm, that submission plays out in the long run where I can always tell him, I gave you what I could in a year and I'm counting on you to do more than what I could have done in a year. Mm-hmm. You're the one that's in charge of all those things. So it keeps me grounded in in my realization that I won't be able to conquer the world. That's not what the God that what God called me to do. God called me to be a pastor. And so I'm, I'm going to pastor. I can conquer the world and eternity and some other distant <laughs> fantasy right, of, right. of what we could dream up of, of heaven. But I have a, I have a task here and submitting to God in time keeps me focused on that, the actual reality of that task. So how would, how would you answer somebody who came to you and said, or felt like they weren't pleasing God because there's so much work to be done. And some people feel like, 
I've heard the statement, you know, we can't rest, you know, we have to, God is coming back soon. And so we have got to do all of these things for the Lord. There's no time to rest. There's no time, you know, we've got to save souls. We've got to feeling the really heavy pressure of, and time because we, time is short. And so I've got to keep going. I've got to keep um, moving and moving and moving. And, you know, there's that, I feel like it's in church culture and, and it just feels like we need to be busy for the Lord. And I do believe that we are not called to be bench warmers. We're not called to just sit there and be stagnant. We are called to do the work of God because how the work of God gets done is through us, through humans. But at the same time, it also feels like it's contrary to, you know, what, what that really means, what the biblical importance of Sabbath and the importance of it. So if, if somebody was coming to you and making that statement, I feel like I need to go, go because time is short and I need to do the kingdom. What would that response be? Yeah, it's a, a very good question. Actually, when I, people have asked me a bunch, um, I do, it's very hard. I practice the Sabbath. I, mm-hmm. uh, I am a church planner. I uh, go to church on Sundays, and I, but my wife and I and and most of the students know. You know, uh, students that I teach, everybody knows. If you try to email me or or get anything out of me on Saturdays, it ain't happening. That's <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, the you have to build that in, and so all along the way, there's there's been uh, people who have asked me those kinds of questions, and so generally, what what I want to say is is that there's there's some practicality. Uh, the The Bible is is true in so many wonderful ways, mm-hmm. and one of the ways that it's it's true practically is is if you take, uh, for example, studies that they do on sleep. Um, I believe it's uh, a guy by the name of Jonathan Walker uh, uh, has a like a sleep institute. He does a lot of research on sleep. What what they found is that. Um, you, you actually perform uh, significantly more poorly with just one hour less of sleep a night. Wow. Um, that being uh, taken care of personally, it's not about, it's not a gross idea of self-care. You know, sometimes in our culture, we have this, this self-centered care. Um, not that, but you do have to be able to function. Right. Yeah. You do have to take care of yourself so that you function. And if you're taking care of yourself for another person, you, you keep that in mind is we are called to reach the world. So I'll give an illustration of my, uh, my daughter. I exercise daily. I, I don't exercise uh, because I, I want to, to be in shape. I'm not exercising because I'm trying to, to catch the eyes of, of any ladies out there or anything. I'm happily married. And, and Lindsay's happy with me, however I would look. Now, I hope that she actually likes the way that I look. I don't, I want to be cruel to her, but her and I are married for life. Mm -hmm. The reason that I actually exercise on a daily basis is because my main ministry is my wife and my child. Mm -hmm. And right now my child crawls a lot. Mm -hmm. And one day she's going to start walking and, and, and learning and, and doing other things and getting into stuff, things like that. And I will make sure that I am in shape, that I will not begrudge my ministry towards her mm-hmm. is I don't want her to be asking for my attention. And, 
and I'm dreading getting up and down off the floor. Hmm. I'm, I am making sure that I've taken care of myself for her, that I want to be able to, to be there. That's my ministry. Mm-hmm. So there is an element of taking care of, of your life for others. Other people. Mm-hmm. So you think of, of the practicality of just sleep, of rest. Athletes can get serious injuries if they don't get enough sleep the night before they, they are in a big game. That's true. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes you, you know, have you ever just paid attention to how many things go wrong if you're just a little <laughs> bit tired? Yeah. Yes. Forget, forget your keys, you know, this or that kind of, you know, all kinds of things that are just subtle, but they add up. And we're in the business of taking care of people's souls. We, we want to be a light to the world. We want to take care of them. So we need to, not for self-centered care, but we have to take care of ourselves so that we can be sharp for mm-hmm. other people. That's the practicality of it, is, is even if I was just saying in a secular point of view that I have a business that's about humans, and so I need to be at the top of my game, then I need to make sure that rest is built into that system. I have to make sure that I'm ready to go. But what I'm talking about here with the Sabbath is actually above and beyond that, because mm-hmm. it's not just being a steward of your body. It's not just being a steward of, of taking care. And that's where I said rest is, is within the Sabbath. But the ultimate peace that you have, we are very stressed out creatures. Yes, we are. <laughs> we, we live in a world that, that is pulling at us in so many different ways. The greatest rest that you get from a Sabbath day is to just take a deep breath. And whenever you feel that pressure, you know, I, I see the emails, I see the icons on my phone that I have these emails coming in, but the submission is that I, I stop and I say, Lord, I actually feel this stress from these emails on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I'm very glad that I have you giving me the strength six days at a time to manage those emails. It becomes a, 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 a way of thinking God of Lord, you are the one that's actually brought me through these six days and you're going to be the one that sustains me through the next six. I couldn't conquer this world. Even if I just completely gave myself and, and worked myself to death. So the only way I'll be sustained is through your supernatural ability. And when you start that rhythm, I, I can tell you, I have done some crazy things. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and the the great testimony I can say is that I am working. I am passionate about the kingdom of God, and I want people to be saved. I want mm-hmm. people to, to to hear the gospel of the Lord. And the thing is, is that I know that the Lord is always working beyond my ability. Mm. Because I'm regularly reminded that he is beyond me. Yeah. And I'm reminded by reminded of that through submission. He's going beyond my ability in time. He's going beyond my my work and what I do. And I'm reminded of that. And it gives me faith for every day. And and that's the reality is none of us, no Christian alive right now is going to save the whole world. Right. None of us are. It is a it is a exercise. It's a practice of the body. It's an exercise that that we are all trusting each other and everybody is building as we go. 
And so we have to keep our eye on, on the creator. He's the one that's going to actually be able to bring about all of the things we need. So we keep our, our mindset on him and that gives us rest. That gives us peace. Mm -hmm. It's practical, but it, it goes beyond just the practical mm -hmm. that having that, that discipline in your life, it, it gives your, your life a needed uh, rhythm and you, you can't exchange that uh, any kind of bonus you could get. And that's why I would say it's not even a Christian thing. You go into this world and people are, are pushing themselves, driving themselves crazy, trying to chase a career path and get the next check, the next, the next raise, the next thing. And, and they are stressed out. They, they, and the reason they're stressed out is because they're submitted to something that, that is going to run them into the ground instead of being submitted to something that's okay with them being human. I think that's really great because having an understanding of that helps us to be able to say no. And saying no is really a hard thing. You never want to say no to an opportunity because sometimes we think, well, if I say no, then maybe that won't come around again. But the reality is if we think of this as being something bigger, of being submission submitted to God, then it's much easier having that understanding that, you know, I can say no because like you said, God is still working. Even in my moments that I'm saying, you know what, I can't do this because I need to be able to be more productive. I need to be able to um, take care of my family, take care of myself so that I can continue on that saying no is not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It's just making sure that I am submitted to what God desires and is asking of me. So um, I, my last thing that I wanted to know is when you were saying Saturday, and I know churches, well, actually maybe two things, because I do remember Brother Norris mentioning something that some people believe that the Sabbath is more of a spiritual thing, that it's like a spiritual state of rest and not really a physical day of rest. But we do know you did mention that, you know, the Lord did not create. So it was something that he physically stopped doing that he did not create. But how would you address the people that say, well, it's just, you know, it's a spiritual thing. It's a, you know, the Holy Ghost is uh, the spiritual rest that we have. Well, I would, uh, my, my first thing would say that, yes, the spirit does give us a rest for our souls. Mm -hmm. But my, my follow-up question is, what is the connection between the rest for my soul and the rest of a, a Sabbath day? Mm -hmm. So where in the big 10 does it say that you're supposed to keep the Sabbath day for the, the eternal security of your soul? Mm, right. There's, there's a reason it's there. And that's what I want to wrestle with more. I want to figure out what's, what is the point of this? What is the practice that's being emphasized here by God? And uh, I do think that that you can take it overboard. I don't think that anything in the law of God was meant to be uh, punitive towards humans. You see even Jesus uh, pushing against the religious leaders of his day saying, mm -hmm. seriously, you don't think that it's okay to heal somebody right. on, this, on the Sabbath? That you know, this, and he, he performs the miracle, mm -hmm. a miracle on the Sabbath. How dare he? Um, <laughs> the, there is a, a, 
a rest that we receive in the spirit. And I do think that there is a rest, as I, I mentioned previously, I think that there is a, a supernatural uh, thing that happens in our work. But the question I'm asking is, is, is not a question of salvation. I'm actually, I'm, I'm being challenged by a different question. And that is what things do I do to make sure mm-hmm. that I don't lose the emphasis on the spirit? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that the spirit doesn't give us a type of security and that the spirit doesn't give us a type of rest, but what practices do I have in my life that make me counter my culture and, and push me in submission to God? Mm-hmm. What, what is the practice there? And something that seems to be universal throughout time is that humans are always trying to, to make more time. Mm-hmm. Humans are always trying to create another day to, to get something done. We're going to finish it tomorrow. We're going to finally, you know, complete the task. We're going to keep on pushing it tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. That's a universal notion. It's a, it's a universal act of submission to give up a day. That's, mm-hmm. that's something we, we do not want to do. We're not built. As I said earlier, we're, we're spatial beings. So the question I'm asking is, is different from rest uh, in a spiritual sense for, for security of, of my soul. I, I feel that on a regular basis, but I want to build in a practice that's going to make me uh, uh, confront that on a regular basis. Right. I want to be submitted to God. I, and I need those checks. I need to be constantly reminded. Um, this is where, again, you know, I think the Bible is so true in so many ways. You look at people who are incredibly successful, uh, businessmen, uh, uh, different couples and things like that. They all have a way of, of they have some kind of practice in life where they circle back around to their main goals. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're building a company or if you're building a relationship or different things like that, you, you have a regular practice of having kind of a state of the union uh, type conversation. Okay. Here's, here's our goals. Are we actually meeting those goals? Are we, so they have to keep coming back around to the main thing. That's, that's one of the biggest keys to success. What I'm saying is that that's a Christian discipline. That mm-hmm. is a, a needed thing for my life that weekly I come back around to that question. Who's right. am I? Who, who do I belong to? Who am I submitted to? And did I submit to him throughout this week? So it's the why, the why question, always asking the why question. That's really good. My last thing is, is I just, very last question, this for sure. I know you mentioned that Saturdays, so Saturday is that, that is your day of rest. Is that your designated time of of rest? Because Sunday is one of the busiest days of the Mm -hmm. week. And, you know, sometimes we think, oh, the Sabbath is the Sunday, but really sometimes it is the one that you have music practice and you choir practice and your sermons and all this stuff. So I guess for you on Saturdays, and you did mention a couple of things that you did, you know, you don't do emails. Is there anything intentionally that you and Lindsay do on your Sabbath day um, to make sure that you are resting? I, uh, it's gone through waves. There's evolutions of, of my Sabbath days, uh, as they've, they've gone. Um, and, uh, it's almost kind of like, uh, have you ever been on a media fast and, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of try to decide if you want to go back to, uh, 
watching mm-hmm. this stuff. You know, you're 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 distant from it, and you're like, wow, my life is actually kind of better when I'm not binge watching, you know, shows all the time. Uh, so so it's kind of I I stuck my foot in the water, just trying to to work through a Sabbath day, and it kind of has developed more and more of like. Oh, this actually is better. I'm I'm going to do this next week, and I'm going to keep mm-hmm. on doing those kinds of things. And so, one of the things that I I learned and and that I apply to my life is, uh, on Saturdays it started out with me just saying I don't do the things that uh I I I only do the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of a a funny statement that I would say to <laughs> my wife and other people for them to get the point of. Uh, if I don't want to go to uh, the this grocery party or uh, grocery store, this this uh, social gathering or this uh, birthday party or different things like that, that's the Sabbath day. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I reserve the right to to say no to veto everything on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a that's just an initial type thing, but the, there's still a an element there that's that's selfish in nature it's not directed towards god and so one of the things that i added to that of of keeping it focused is uh i i don't create on the sabbath and so it might sound a little odd but we actually are all sub creators within the world the lord made us uh in his image mm-hmm. and and so we create within the things he created and we're very creative beings. We we come up with stuff all the time. Um, but I do all of my inventive work. I do all of the things that I have to produce. All my production in life is the other six days. So, uh, for example, uh, I, I uh, preach a sermon on Sunday. I'm, I am creating, I'm preparing that sermon. Uh, for five days before that. I don't think about that sermon on Saturday. Mm, okay. I'm, I'm not going to sit down and take notes on that, mm-hmm. on that day. The things that the Lord speaks to me on the Sabbath day are between me and him. Mm. He, he can grow me. He can, we can have discussions. Uh, I, I don't make to-do lists for what I need to catch up on. That's what I use Sundays for. Sundays I'll sit down and I'll, I'll say, okay, here's my plan of attack for, for the next week. But Saturdays, I don't touch to-do lists. Saturdays, I don't, I don't agonize over what I didn't accomplish. I give those things to God. And so I will, I, I enjoy, uh, uh, old, old person things. I'm an old soul. <laughs> so my backyard, I have a swing in my yeah. backyard and okay. I, I will, wake up in the morning and I go out there with a hot beverage and I just sit on the swing and I think about nothing. Mm. Uh, I will, will talk to the Lord and I just let him know, you know, I'm in submission to you today. Sometimes you just have to say that I'm in submission to you today. And what you want from me is, is what I want to do. And I'm, I don't have the kind of thing of like, I'm, I'm not going to do any kind of physical labor. There's actually a lot of physical labor, depending on your context in life. Uh, I'm, I work a desk job. Mm-hmm. 
so my body is not really resting from uh, from from manual labor throughout the week. So I'm I have great peace in mowing my lawn hmm. on Saturdays. I enjoy it because mm-hmm. it's one of the few times I actually get to be outdoors. Okay. Um, so I'll mow my grass on a Saturday, but I'm mowing my grass because I'm I'm just out there enjoying the that outdoors being with the Lord. And your mind is just kind of going blank and it doesn't need to be, you know, any, like you said, creating. Yeah. I'm not thinking about theology. I'm not grading papers. I'm not thinking about uh, what, what kind of administrative tasks I have to get done. Those kinds of things, because during the week, my brain has to work. Right. And so that's what I'm turning off. That's what I'm submitting to God as I'm saying, you can have my brain today. And so I just, I, uh, it sounds funny, but I just exist. I, I'm, I'm almost purposeless. The only sense of purpose that I have on that day is that I am, I am not going to conquer anything today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to conquer myself. That's what the Sabbath is for. Is I'm, I'm in submission to God, which gives me the opportunity to be in charge of me. Mm-hmm. I, I can make a statement to the world that I don't need their pressure in time i just need god's uh acceptance of my offerings so mm-hmm. i i want to i want to be in submission to him mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm conquering me it's actually a line uh it's coming to me now but that's actually a line from abraham joshua heschel is is i think it's something like six days we try to conquer the world on the seventh we conquer ourselves conquer ourselves i love that i love that and that's such a good thing to remember six days we conquer the world and, you know, and also like, you know, while you're mowing the grass, I'm thinking you are just sitting there, you're letting God speak to you mm-hmm. and allowing God to work on you. And so that, that is such a, a wonderful way to think about that, of how we have to be submitted to the Sabbath. So Colin, I appreciate you spending time today and talking to all of our listeners. And I know that that has helped me and it's it's really wonderful to think about it. And I think that, like I mentioned before, if we can think about it in a different way, the way that the Lord intended us to understand um, the Sabbath, then it's easier for us to apply those principles to our life and not feel so bad about taking the time and saying no and resting and and, uh, deciding not to create on the Sabbath. So I appreciate you and uh, thank you so much to um, all of our people that are listening. And um, I look forward to having you on the exchange again, um, because you've got some really wonderful insights. So thank you so much, Colin. Um, I look forward to seeing you and Lindsay and Eden soon. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you again for for having me on here. And um you just missed Eden, so she's oh. she's down for a nap right now, but uh another time maybe she'll be able to to jump on and you can say hi to her. But... Yes, absolutely. And I need to get to St. Louis soon. There's so many things yes. going on right now. Uh the mm-hmm. pulpit conference is going on, the symposium, gotten my emails. So yes, headed out yeah. to St. Louis and Urshan Urshan area soon. So thank you so much, Colin. God bless. You're listening to the exchange. Have a good day, everybody.